Extreme Anime Radio. the big game it's the extreme anime radio podcast hello we're here welcome everybody it is february the 8th 2024 i am jr joined by my friend from across the border mr neff canuck hello sir and happy big game week yeah the game that everybody cares about except the fans of the teams who were beaten <laughs> by the combatants in this sunday's game go 49ers <laughs> I want a meteor to hit the stadium and take them both out, okay? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, okay. I... To, to be fair, I'd rather Mr. Irrelevant, Irrelevant win than, you know, Mr. Kermit the Frog. Oh, boy. Hey, look, we have, uh, we have a resubscription, and that reminds me I got to click this off. So, uh, you know, if there's a resubscription during the podcast. <laughs> uh liz resubscribe thank you very much uh liz uh as always we appreciate your support and hope you're doing well um and yes yeah, so we have uh i have a legion stadium here in the background yes it is a hold on uh-oh <laughs> oh dear are you seeing this i'm seeing that the joys of multiple screens <laughs> That was now that was better than last time. I think we have to agree. Well, better is relative. I mean it was better <laughs> positioned. But was it, you know, something that was not going to scare, you know, young children and or sensitive people? <sighs> we 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 should redeem that some more so it'd be more distractions. <laughs> more distra more I don't know about you, but I don't need more distractions right now. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, the stadium behind me, Elysian Stadium, uh, named after a budget, low-cost airline, and it's going to be hosting uh, the biggest uh, sports game in the U.S. Uh, by far. It is the big game, the annual football championship, uh, an annual tradition of us making fun of this. Um Calling it the annual football championship. Because, of course, we can't say, you know, that word. Otherwise, you know, certain lawyers from a certain sports league will come yes. down on us like a ton of brick. 
And yes. no, I am not prepared to try and, you know, defend us legally in such a suit. Thank you very much. How about way out of my depth? How about the bowl that is super big? I just call it the owl game. <laughs> As in, you got to have peepers to, you know, want to watch this. Hmm. Uh, so yes, that's one of our topics here tonight because we're all big into sports as everybody knows. Um, once again, we welcome our listeners, we welcome our viewers and remember you can listen to us at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio or your favorite podcasting platform. Just ask for the extreme anime radio podcast. And we spoke about that last week. You can now literally ask for the extreme anime radio podcast, depending on what device you have at home, your smart device, you just ask them. And they will more than likely play it for you. Um, and if you are uh, listening, you want to watch us and see all the antics that go on, you go to Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Extreme Anime Radio. You can also find Extreme Anime Radio on YouTube. And um, antics including Apollo Justice, which uh, seems to be one of the longest games we've ever been playing. And uh, tonight uh, we're going to be playing Jackbox, something we haven't done in quite some time. Ah, uh, yes, Jackbox, where it's like, as long as it's not a drawing game, if it's a drawing game, I'm done. Yeah. I am like, oops. So, um, we have uh, some topics for tonight. We also have uh, um, some housekeeping business as far as Extreme Anime Radio is concerned, which I will get to when we get close to the end of the broadcast. But I think, Neff, the first topic of the evening, you will agree is uh, something that is going to impact how people stream anime and watch anime. And that is the announcement uh, from Funimation that as of April 2nd, they're going bye-bye. Um, or like many Las Vegas casinos, imploded. Well, to be fair, this was actually something that was supposed to happen years ago. Right. It just took you know, Sony, the master, you know, this long to actually, you know, kill the sh the shuffling zombie finally dead. Right, right. Now, I will, t I will add here, when I was looking up this news, I thought I was uh, a little bit confused because you search yesterday, obviously now it's going to be different. But once the news came out yesterday, well, after like a few hours about Funimation and Crunchyroll, I wanted to go online and search for the news. So, um, the first thing I searched for was Crunchyroll. I would imagine that the news would show up under Crunchyroll. But instead of an article about Funimation shutting down, I see the biggest Crunchyroll article in the news is that they finally announced the release date for the Spy X Family movie. <laughs> well, to be fair, Mm. Crunchyroll is the going concern. Crunchyroll is the actual, you know, living, breathing thing. Right. It's just now, you know, putting Funimation finally to bed. And in so doing, a pair of colossal missteps, as far as I'm concerned, to the point where I'm going, Sony the Master really, really needs to rethink what they've done mm -hmm. or really, really needs to be prepared to get some serious blowback. And the two things that Neff's uh, talking about, I believe, number one, um, Funimation, I believe, had a cheaper monthly price to stream compared to 
Crunchyroll. So now people who are on Funimation are going to be uh, charged the higher price for Crunchyroll, which is, I think, almost double the cost. And the second one is the fact that uh, um, people who have downloaded or purchased um, Funimation uh, titles, where it be, I guess, through Funimation, or if you had a physical copy of a Funimation disc that enabled you to download a copy of that show or that movie, whatever that was, uh, Crunchyroll will no longer support that. So all your purchases are kiss them goodbye. And I'll let Neff dissect b- both points now. Okay. Now, in my case, I'm not actually 100% sure what's going on because as far as I was aware, I had shut down my Funimation account two years ago and said transfer my remaining Funimation account to Crunchyroll. Mm. But I get an email saying your rate's going up. It's going up from $49.99 US or $59.99 US, pardon me, to $99.99 US. For an annual. Not an in- for an annual, which is not an insubstantial price tag to be perfectly blunt and, mm. you know, rather infuriating. But then, and now I did a little more research because here's the thing. If you bought the titles of animation via the Microsoft Store, you're in the same boat, which basically means that at some point in the future, even though you paid legally to, you know, watch these titles and have them in your library, so to speak, they go bye-bye. And I'm sorry, of course I bought them on sale, because of course they're only digital, I was not going to pay a full price. Right. But I'm going, excuse you, you simply say, tough tamales, we've got your money, and, you know, have a nice life? No, 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 you don't do that. That's is, that's hmm. asking for trouble. There's a similar situation from a few months ago when uh, the Warner Brothers downloads were supposedly going to be pulled from PlayStation accounts. Yeah, again, this is the danger of digital man- rights management because mm-hmm. you technically don't own a physical thing. You own a license to view that thing. Right. So at any point, they can say... License? License. What license? (laughs) And in this case, it's because Funimation is going away. And the problem I can see, and I think this is why it's happened this way, is because all the contracts for digital distribution were made to Funimation. Mm -hmm. Funimation as a distributor is going bye-bye in terms of the digital content. Right. So therefore, no contract, no rights to stream it anymore. Goodbye. Mm. But the fact that they knew about this problem mm-hmm. for many years now mm. and have made no attempts to fix it or at least tell people in advance, yeah, if you buy this, at some point in the future, it may go f- is, I won't say reprehensible, that's too strong a word, but poor business tactics, frankly. Yeah, I've been reading the, I wrote, read briefly before it came on the air, a lot of people are publicly uh blowing back on you know what's happening uh i think somebody threatened a lawsuit i don't know how that would hold up in legal muster um because of what you said Mm -hmm. i think i think people's people yelling about lawsuits haven't grasped the law when it comes to digital rights and what happens when the company that gets those digital rights goes bye-bye 
See, because it was to Funimation, if it had been to Sony, Sony could say, well, guess what? Instead of it going to company A, which we own, it now goes to company B. But in this case, company A is the one that got the licenses, mm -hmm. never made any, you know, uh, a bill change to say, okay, company B will get these licenses in the event we disappear, nor did mm -hmm. they say, or the licenses will revert to Sony if we disappear. Right. So the licenses, as I said, just go poof. Now, and this is why digital rights, folks, and buying digital things, there is an inherent risk. Now, um, off the top of your head, Neff, uh, how many titles do you own that uh, are going to be affected by this? I would say about a dozen. Okay. So it's not a large number, but it's more along the lines of stuff that is no longer in physical print, so I couldn't mm -hmm. get it if I tried. Right. Or has been bundled in such a way that I got, for example, I got season four of High School DxD digitally. Mm. Okay. I have one through three. The only way to get season four now is in that bundle of one through four. So now right. I end up with the first three seasons and another copy of the first three seasons and then four if I buy the physical media. You know, and the other problem, too, remember, is that the number of people who have a console or a computer with a disk drive mm -hmm. is dropping madly because everybody loves the convenience of just downloading something as opposed yeah. to grab physical disk, throw physical disk in the machine, mm -hmm. hear physical disk get spun out of its mind, mm -hmm. then, you know, add patches, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah the... Anytime we talk about that aspect of it, I always harken back to my college days when there was an independent distributor called Green Scene based in San Francisco that would uh, rent out anime DVDs. So that's how I started watching Urusei Yatsura. That's how I started watching the Oruweni Kenshin, among others. And it would always be a three-day wait because that's how long it took to ship uh, the discs first class mail from San Francisco all the way across to the East Coast. <laughs> Oof. I, I'm back in the day, we actually had a comic book, a physical comic book store mm -hmm. that had DVDs Ooh. and VHS tapes if you were so inclined that you could rent. <laughs> yeah, but you, I, you could go there easily and just pick up whatever was available. Me, I had to wait almost a week, depending on when they shipped it. <laughs> Well, yeah, but then there was always the problem of, okay, bring the disc home. Will it play? Mm. Now, luckily for me, that only happened a couple of times. Right. But it was like very annoying. You know, you pay the rental fee, you throw the disc in the player, and nothing. Or you get through a couple of episodes, and then, yeah, you know, the disc goes bye bye. That's happened to me, uh, and it's happened to all of us plenty of times, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, again, that's the downside of physical media because physical media degrades, right? Yeah. In, th in theory, digital media will always remain perfect aside mm -hmm. from, you know, the random bit rot that will eventually happen to any digital thing, right? Liz uh, goes, laser disc only for life. <laughs> uh, laser disc rot is a thing, I'm afraid. Mm. You know, um, again, any media that is pressed that is then subject to a laser will eventually develop bit rot. Mm -hmm. It might not happen, you know, for 10 years or 20 years, but it's going to happen. Right. So uh, I guess the next question in this Funimation saga is that uh, 
is Crunchyroll uh, slash Funimation, are they going to have any response to people who are sounding a negative horn to all this? Okay, now PR101 says you should have already had a response. Mm -hmm. In other words, you should not have let this come out the way it did. Right. Okay, so they've already failed that. Mm -hmm. Now, the crisis is here. The next question is, do they have enough brain power amongst all their, you know, big heads to figure out, okay, how do we at least soften the blow of what we've done? Mm -hmm. And if I'm a betting man and I've been known to place better too, I don't think they have any idea what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks as the pressure ramps up. Mm -hmm. And eventually they're going to have to come up with a statement that will essentially read, licenses were to Funimation. Mm-hmm. Funimation as a going concern no longer exists. Therefore, we would have to renegotiate these titles. We will attempt to do so, but mm-hmm. we cannot suggest that it, it will happen or right. when it will happen at this time. That's mm-hmm. that's what's going to come out eventually. Right. Uh, the practically all the anime DVDs, Blu-rays I have were bought through Right Stuff, which is now a division of Crunchyroll. I only well, sh- no, te- technically Right Stuff no longer exists. Well, it's that's gone. why that's why that's why I'm making fun of it that way. <laughs> I know. Yeah, okay. Originally, it was a division. It was for about mm, half a year, and then they realized we don't need we don't need nah. right stuff anymore. <laughs> and the problem is the complaints about the packaging and the care or lack thereof in doing so mm-hmm. for Crunchyroll are insanely like there's an insane number. It is just constant, and it is su- and it is stuff that right stuff would never ever ever have missed. I see. My my favorite is how they're packaging manga. They are not protecting corners. Corners are getting smashed. In fact, even DVDs and Blu-rays. The physical cases are getting smashed, and the discs themselves are rattling around in the boxes, and I'm just going, oh, this is basic stuff. You should know how to package this stuff. They're using apparently... thin poly mailers or something? Not even that. I mean, from what I've been hearing, it's been basically throw the discs in the box, mm-hmm. maybe a bit of paper on top, out it goes. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's, and again, it just shows this frightening lack of care for your customer when you're sending them stuff that's going to end up coming looking like a do-it-yourself, you know, DVD kit. Mm-hmm. Put it back together yourself. <laughs> but uh, no, going back to the other news from... Crunchyroll, if one searched Crunchyroll yesterday, yes, we finally have release dates um, for the Spy X Family movie, uh, which is Spy X Family Code White. Uh, The release date for the U.S. and Canada will be April 19th. Um, Before that, it's going to uh, be first released in Belgium, France, and quite notably, on April 17th, Belgium, France, and Switzerland in French, and then eight days later, a lot of other countries, um, Switzerland in German and Switzerland in Italian. So I guess you have multiple languages going there. Well, yeah, technically, well, actually, legally, Switzerland has four languages. Mm-hmm. Uh, French, Swiss German, Italian, and Romanche, which is basically a derivative of Latin. I see which they legally had to protect because it was slowly dying out. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. The, the, the irony of the French version coming out first before the Swiss German version is kind of interesting, but <laughs> I guess because Belgium, which I believe the majority language there is French, mm -hmm. it kind of makes sense. Right. Okay. Um, so we have that, and then Oceania, Australia, New Zealand on April 18th, and then uh, we share the release date as uh, along with Spain. So April 19th, Canada, United States, and Spain. And then um, over the following week, uh, dozens of other countries are going to get it. And uh, at least for North America, they're going to give the option of an English dubbed uh, release and an English subbed release. So they're going to offer both at the same time. You just got to pay attention to the listings and see which one you're going to get. And that's going to lead to a lot of confusion because some movie houses are very bad about, you know, stating up front in their listings whether it is a sub or dub release. I see. You, lit you literally show up there and it's one or the other. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, so, yes, it's a, it's a brand new operation that uh, the Forger family is going to be involved in and that's the premise uh, for this movie. And um, I forget we talked about if this is the only movie or is there going to be one more after this? But, uh, well, Spy Family's been a popular franchise since it came out, so everybody's clamoring for more adventures with these guys. I would say it like this. If this movie does well, expect another movie. I don't think we'll see another season. Right. I think, it's, I think the series is at the point where they have enough, quote-unquote, in the can mm -hmm. that they can get away with only releasing movies occasionally versus, you know, another another series or two. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, no, I was actually on uh, Funimation the other... Uh, Funimation, see, I, I'm getting confused. I was on with Crunchyroll with Bree the other day. <laughs> um, We finally finished uh, the third season of Uma Musume. Uh, we saw the triumphant conclusion, and uh, yes, uh, it's a good question whether or not they're going to resume that. Uh, the, the, it seems to be every few years they're coming out with a new series for that, so I don't know if um, they're going to portray another famous Japanese horse as a horse girl, but uh, this one was Kita-san Black, um, who set the, uh, the real horse Kita-san Black, who I believe is still alive and in stud, um, set the Japanese all-time record with seven grade one victories in Japan. Hmm. Meanwhile, I watched a few more episodes of Freren, and I must say, the first two episodes, I'm actually in tears because the, this, this series loves to pull gut punches on you, mm -hmm. and it's like, ouch, right. it hurts. But the story is compelling enough that it's like, okay... Let's see what they do now. Are they going to, you know, pull out another gut punch? Mm -hmm. And you're just waiting for it and waiting for it. And you're just, you know, holding on to the edge of your chair going, um, no, <laughs> no, not now. Mm. The manga is going, of course, farther, farther along than the anime. But mm. right now I'm a bit of a stop because for some reason, and Viz has this problem with a couple of their older series. They've released a number of chapters. Then there's this block of chapters that they haven't released, mm -hmm. and then more chapters that are released. And it's like, eh. oh. I mean, the only thing I can think of is that these are chapters that are going into the next volume, which is coming out, right? So mm -hmm. I'm figuring that that I'm figuring that's the problem. Although the weird part is with Comey can't communicate, 
it's one chapter. The problem is it's a key chapter. Mm-hmm. I don't want to read the uh, the stuff that comes after because that key chapter sets a whole ball of new things in motion. I see. Which for a slice of life series is rather unique that, you know, there's this linchpin chapter. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm waiting for them to finally, you know, figure out why they can't release it, release it, and then go from there. Right. Mainly because it introduces a new character, right. which causes a new character dynamic. Right. And we're looking forward to seeing that in the anime for sure, uh, how they portray it. If they get to another season, the problem is that the manga is now so far ahead that I don't think they'd ever get to this new character before this next mythical season were to end if it was only going to be a 12-episode season. Mm -hmm. Because the problem is, where they ended off introduced another pivotal character, a a background shot of them, literally, Mm -hmm. and that character throws the dynamic into a bit of, you know, a bit of a twist. Okay. Um, Liz is, uh, Liz started watching Monster Rancher. It tastes like cringe. I still like it, though, is what she says. Are we talking Monster Monster Rancher from like decades ago, or is this a new one? I'm gonna look this up right now because the Monster Rancher I remember was I think '90s, and it was a dub by the Ocean Group up in Canada. Old, old one. Okay, so it's the old one. Okay, so that will be uh, well. I see. I have I have a timeline of games. But there was also uh, an anime. So Monster Rancher TV series, that was, ooh, 1999. Yeah, again, I knew it was 90s. And again, I knew it was Ocean Group that did the dub. Now, if you're watching the sub, as I recall, I think the dub had some snippety-snippety done to it. So the sub would be the un- un- uncut version. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, my, oh, my goodness. I'm reading more about this. Okay. The English title is Monster Rancher. The Japanese title is Monster Farm. And uh, it was released on some of our favorite American networks. Mm -hmm. Fox Kids and YTV. Ah, Fox Kids. Where (laughs) Snippity Snippity should have been their mascot. (laughs) Because they snipped stuff that YTV let go. They literally had a less edited version. It was still edited, mind you, but it was less edited than the version that was shown on Fox Kids, mm. which I found absolutely hilarious because, wait a minute, Canadians, we can't say Beast Wars. We have to say Beasties. Mm. We can't say War, right, right, on TV. But, again, Monster Rancher, less snippety. Esca- the Vision of Escaflone, less snippety, mm. including a major plot point that Fox Kids caused the, it cost them to actually drop that last two episodes. Mm. They wouldn't show. They wouldn't show it, and it's just like, oh, that takes me back to the bad old days. <laughs> oh man, you gotta remind me of stuff I saw on Fox Kids, Fox Family Channel. After that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm. it was like when when you gave anime to Fox Kids, they went. We got to snip this. <laughs> Break out the bus saw. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, so we have Bobby's World was on it. Uh, it was a Carmen Sandiego animated series that was on it. Those are the two things that pop in my head. And, of course, Tiny Toons, I think, 
Was Batman part of Fox Kids? No. Um, the Fox he, animation like, early 90s, right? Now, okay. The thing was, there was the new Batman Superman Adventures, which came later. Okay. Which may intersected somewhat with that, but that, was, that would be near the end. I see. Because the next series, Justice League and et cetera, that was all on the Warner Brothers Network by that time. Okay. All right, so yeah, here we go. Uh, Wikipedia has it broken down by year. So the first year consisted of uh, uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, Bobby's World, Fox's Fun House. I wonder what that was. Uh, Fox's Peter Pan and the Pirates, Pigsburg Pigs, uh, Zazu Yu, and Tom and Jerry Kids. Na, 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 na. <laughs> oh. The, the, I'm sorry. I remember that. I just thought, this is bad. Like The problem was that Tom and Jerry at its core... Mm-hmm. In original, in the original Hanna Barbera format, was violent as all heck. Mm-hmm. Was frankly racist as all heck. There's <laughs> a few episodes that we no longer see today for good reason. Right. And then you saw Tom and Jerry kids, and you're just like, "You scrub this so clean, it squeaks." <laughs> this isn't Tom and Jerry anymore. Yeah. He's not the one I grew up with. So, Fox's Funhouse is basically. The Funhouse Game Show, those hosted by J.D. Roth. Do you remember that? I don't know if we, if the Fox if the Fox uh, affiliate uh, in Buffalo ever showed that. The Fox affiliate in Buffalo was really weird about what of the lineups they would show because they right. would take stuff out and they would just put in local shows instead, which I guess they were allowed to do. Right. But the local shows local shows were these live action things that were just okay. Nope. So they did uh, they did stunt rounds with two teams, and then they had a what they called the Grand Prix. So they would run around a track, pick up tokens, try to collect points, and then the team with the highest points would go into the fun house to try to, um, you know, grab prizes from different rooms. So think of it as, um. An easy, simple version of um, the layout they used in Legends of the Hidden Temple. Okay, that's that's cl- that's clicking a memory bell, and it's like, holy mackerel, that, that's a that's a that's a reach. That was uh, what voiceover artist was Olmec? Do you remember that? Oh, I couldn't. No, that's that's too far gone. That's gonna be. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Uh, D. Bradley oh. Baker. D. Bradley Baker. What else was D. Bradley Baker known for? Because that name does sound familiar, and I don't know why. Uh, let's see. SpongeBob SquarePants, Avatar: Last Airbender, Steven Universe, Codename Kids Next Door. Um, has also done video games, Halo, Gears of War, Beautiful Joe, Sport, Destiny, Overwatch, and some Star Wars uh, TV uh, shows and games. Mm, okay, it's probably the Star Wars stuff I'm remembering more than. Okay. Uh, there's a whole there's a whole filmography we could look up later. Yeah, but um, no. Um, so going back to anime, um, Bree and I started a new series because. Uh, uh, I was looking at some of the stuff on my watch list, which is like uh, a number of titles. And <laughs> one of the things that was still on my playlist was um, 
Today's menu for the EMEA family, which is a, a, a show that you've mentioned before and recommended, and that is a restaurant uh, or a food anime based off of the Fate State characters. Um, and apparently the manga for that is still ongoing. They haven't concluded the manga. It's still going even though um, they finished like 12 episodes right, or something like that right before COVID hit. Well, I'll be honest with you. That that type of show is very it's it's bizarre if you ever wa- if you ever watched Fate Stay, mm-hmm. and the Fate the Fate series, and then you see this slice of life food manga with those characters. Right. You're just going, huh? How does that even work? <laughs> I, I'm scared. How does that work? Uh, but uh, no, the new one that we're watching, and uh, let's say based on your interest in. Uh, this anime, let's try this. So I gave Brie a couple of options, and we um, came up on an anime called Restaurant to Another World. Ah, I saw the first season of that. It wasn't bad. It was a bit slow at points, and I think mm-hmm. that's why I never went to the second season. I see. But uh, it's based, on a light, based off of a light novel series. Uh, the anime... Uh, was released in 2017 and then again in 2020 uh, with a second season. Uh, total of, I think, 24 episodes among the two seasons. And the premise, uh, it's a slice-of-life fantasy. So there's this restaurant, and it's called uh, Western Restaurant Nekoya. Nekoya, and they have a picture of a Neko or a cat on the door. So this is a restaurant that's open, you know, most of the week. Uh, in uh, uh, Tokyo, I'm guessing it's Tokyo. Um, but then one night a week, it closes to the public and then it opens to a very interesting clientele, shall we say. Clientele from different fantasy dimensions. Yeah, and and the first episode and you're just like going... Okay, what? And then you're then when the 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 twist hits, you're sort of like going, "Yes, what am I watching here? What?" (laughs) But it does have a focus on the food because they have um, themes around uh, certain items that the guests will eat, and these are all um, um, fantasy creatures that will just show up. So you have uh, beasts, you have um, dragons changing into human form. You also have uh, elves. You also have um, different demons and stuff, including one who's the uh, who's the waitress. Yeah, that's just sort of like okay. Don't make the waitress mad. She might eat you. <laughs> but uh, no, it, it's uh, very interesting so far, and it makes us. Uh, want to enjoy Japanese food back in Japan again, seeing some of the things. The, the way these animes uh, focus on food in these restaurant-oriented shows is just mouth-watering, literally. Yeah. I, I, again, that's why I watched Food Wars, and it was just like, oh my god. I just <laughs> stop. I gotta stop, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna want to eat. You I know, haven't seen like, Food Wars. I, had to, I should see Food Wars, I guess, huh? Yeah, the first couple seasons are very good, and unfortunately, the last season or so, it follows the manga, where it was a great premise, but then the 
mangaka just sort of wrote it too far mm. and it just went like he literally got canceled i see from one of the from one of the hottest anime and manga titles to canceled and wrap it up so, so uh his and her circumstances uh road is that what you're saying no, this was worse because at least the manga that I recall, and I have actually the the manga still in my library, it the manga itself wasn't wasn't really badly ended. I thought the mm. anime was a complete train wreck for an ending, but yeah, that was because of the falling out between the manga ka and the production company, right? And the manga ka saying, "I'm taking my toys and going home," which is a fair cop if that's what was in the contract, right? Again, we speak about contract, folks. You know, so, but it's like, so, yes, the, I still find it weird, just one quick connection before we uh, move on here, that the first director, I think, or producer of His and Her Circumstances, the anime was Hideaki Anno, who's also responsible for Evangelion. Well, (laughs) that's actually what happened, because... Hideki Anno wanted to go a certain way with the property, and the mangaka said, no, you are not going this way. I'm taking my you know, ball and going home. Mm-hmm. And Hideki Anno did not like that, but, you know, again, contracts are contracts, and if Hideki Anno wanted to do what he wanted to do, which, from what I understand, was take it down the Evangelion road a bit, mm-hmm. then the mangaka said, nope. You've seen that road. I don't like it. It's not for my characters. Thank you very friggin' much. <laughs> so we have a big, uh, big uh, robotic versions of the main characters in the Slice of Life school anime. That would be a hit. That would be different. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, let's see, Neff. Uh, let's go over our predictions for the annual football championship. I'm going, uh, I have to go 49ers all the way just because of, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey keep ruining our days. Well, um, let's just say it like this. As long as they don't focus on who's in the crowd, Mm -hmm. the game might be entertaining. But if all they do is focus on who's in the crowd, it's going to be like, no, I can't watch this. Like, no, if I, if I wanted to watch, you know, where's Waldo, I'd watch where's Waldo. I want to watch a football game. Now, going to the football game and predictions, the problem for me is this. Patrick Mahomes, when he is on his game, is unstoppable. Mm -hmm. The question is, can the San Francisco defense knock him off his game? Are they good enough? Right. I want to say yes, but then I've seen some games from the San Francisco defense where they're like, defense? Is that something we put around the dog to keep it from running away? <laughs> and, you know, uh, no, they can't do that. They cannot afford to do that. They have to hit, hit hard, and make Patrick Mahomes wish he was on his, pl- his home planet where, you know, he is the great kazoo. Right. <laughs> so I'm going to say it like this. It's going to be a close game. Mm-hmm. This will not be a blowout. I think it's going to be seven points or less, and it may, in fact, come down to a final play where it's going to be a desperation heave or even a hook and lateral mm-hmm. type of deal to try and score the final the final points. I'm going to call this, I'm going to say San Francisco 33, the KC Chiefs 30. 
Okay. I think I think it'll be a little more than that, but I think yeah, I agree with you. It's going to be a close game. Uh, as a Bears fan, I normally despise the 49ers, call it says, but I'm going with them all the way. And uh, funny enough, uh, I thought I read somewhere that uh, in more recent annual football championship games, uh, the team wearing the visiting jerseys seems to do a lot better. Now... Um, for reasons that I believe are clear, according to what I read, the Kansas City Chiefs are wearing the home uniforms, even though San Francisco's the highest remaining seed. Um, I guess the AFC's, it's the AFC's turn to wear the, um, the home jerseys. Uh-oh. Did we lose Neff? We lost Neff, but it looks like I'm still on the air. Am I still on the air with everybody? Yes. Neff froze this time. It's not my fault. <laughs> I don't see any drops. Uh, let's see. I'm still going. Yep. Okay. Uh, oh, boy. Well, this is fun. The, the, now the question is where, whether or not we're going to... Uh, Edit this out. So let me see here. I'm going to text Neff. Mm-hmm. You froze. Let's see how he, he responds. Um, anywho, um, I got to figure out a way to uh, make myself full here if this continues. Or I'll just... Uh, do I still have the... Uh, the uh the shield of doom here yeah i do we 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 i could put that up that was the uh that was the that was the asbestos shield that we put up uh um at the end of uh, october um anyway um so hopefully neff gets the message and he will reboot while we're waiting for neff um i think this will be a good time to go over a few things here um, the first thing, um, this is some housekeeping that I mentioned at the start of the show. The first, uh, is that, uh, uh, I'm just, um, checking every so often to see where Neff is. Um, first announcement is in our discord. We've, uh, completed the changes for our supporter roles. So the, uh, supporters in our discord are some of our, uh, contributors who help financially to uh, what we do here on XAR uh, for the love of what we do. Um, we had certain requirements for that, but now we've kind of loosened them a little bit. So any financial contribution to XAR um, through um, Spotify Anchor, through the podcast, uh, through Discord boosts, or through Twitch subscriptions at any level, even if it's Tier 1, uh, you will get uh, access to the supporter role. And I'll try to, in the coming days and weeks, try to make um, um, more posts in the supporter role, probably um, try offering some more um, bonuses for people. Um, one of the things I might do in the coming days is actually um, show you guys a sneak peek at the new wallpaper that's coming out and uh, new artwork that's coming out. And it's actually going to come out um, the way things are looking. 
uh, late Sunday evening, possibly after that big game is finished. So um, be sure to keep an eye out for that. Um, and I have two more announcements, but oh, I think we have Neff back. Hello. Hello, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, let me put you back here. Uh, I see. I was in the closet. More like I <laughs> fell into a well. That that was the asbestos wall, remember, from uh, Halloween? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, well, I, I don't know what happened. Discord just suddenly decided it no longer wanted to live and just uh, died. Oh, so, oh man. <laughs> so I had to literally... Um, Kill the process. I couldn't even actually just end the program. I had to actually kill the process using Task Manager. Oh wow! And eventually, and force and force uh, Discord to restart. Now, no updates happened. So, as I said, Discord essentially decided, I don't want to hear you talk anymore. Click. <laughs> I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Who's in charge of this chicken outfit? Oh <laughs> man. Uh, but no, I was going over a couple of things. Um, I mentioned while you were reconnecting about our Discord and the new supporter role um, changes. Um, mm-hmm. Those have all been propagated. Uh, Discord does that to me now and then too. That's true. Um, and uh, so in our Discord, um, you should have the supporter role by now if you qualify. So any contribution, again, through Spotify or Anchor, uh, through uh, Discord boosts, or through Twitch subscriptions, even if it's tier one, you get the supporter role now. Uh, so people like Bree, for example, gets the supporter role. Um, if you believe you should get the supporter role and you don't have it, um, then s- contact us by email and we'll get it sorted out for you as soon as we can. Um, and if you are a new subscription uh, that will qualify you for that supporter role or some sort of financial contribution, like I mentioned, then send us an email, uh, tell us how you uh, contributed, and we'll check and make sure everything's kosher, and then we'll add you to the list. Uh, so the second thing, uh, well, there were two other things, and now I've lost my train of thought. Oh, okay. You are losing his train of thought. That's a bad sign, folks. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, the second thing, at the end of this month, um, we're going to go on hiatus for two weeks. I am going on a nice little holiday. So as a result, we're going on hiatus for two weeks. Yeah, thank you, Liz. I appreciate that. My holiday is not going to be on a train. It's going to be another mode of transportation. But uh, (laughs) uh, basically, last week of February, uh, first week of March, we'll be on a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, Then we'll come back uh, like second week of March, I think. Uh, we still have a couple more weeks to do streams here, and then we'll we'll take the break. Um, the third news, and I think this is the most important news, uh, I might have mentioned in the past that we were trying to put together some sort of music program, uh, which would, in all theory, now it wouldn't be in all theory, in all actuality, it would be the first music program we put out in four years because we switched to podcasting in 2020, just right before COVID started. And so um, people who remember Extreme Anime Radio and the radio station that we used to run know that we had some uh, shows. We had the request show once a week, uh, which Nev helped me out with. 
Um, we also had some other specialty shows. So we had uh, uh, Kay used to have a show called Songs from the Revolution because he was a big fan of Revo- Revolutionary Girl Utena. So the battle themes for all the characters from that series were involved, and it was a what we call a double play. So we play the two songs back to back. Uh, Neff had a background noise. I was just about to bring that up, Kaldith. Neff had background noise. That was your staple on Monday nights, and uh, must have been like um, dozens over dozens of episodes, right, Neff? I think we hit three hundred. Yeah, mean, I'm pretty sure we. Yeah, we we hit three hundred, and and to my mind today, to this day, that's frightening that it lasted as long as it did, considering it was literally an idea I plucked out of thin air. <laughs> it was very good. We had a nice following for that. Um, we had a few other shows. We had a remix programming on weekends. Um, and one other show that we used to do is one that I started called the GT lounge because back then I was a fan of, uh, Gran Turismo, uh, played Gran Turismo, enjoyed the background music, nice little lounge music playing in the background. Nev knows exactly what I'm talking about right now. I don't follow Gran Turismo as much because I don't have a PlayStation five and now, um, Gran Turismo now does a lot of more of these uh, microtransactions, I believe, which is another topic we touched on earlier. But uh, we can all remember uh, the wonderful, nice lounge tunes. You know, listen to the show, you know, pull up to your, wherever you're listening to it, and just, you know, pour yourself a nice drink. So what we've done is we're, um, we've put together some remixes of music used in Gran Turismo. And we've actually spoken to uh, a couple of guys um, who have done the remixes and who have made them available in one way or another. One is Darkamon, who is a DJ based in France. Um, and the other one is GE Baser, um, who is a DJ based in New Zealand. And has given me tremendous feedback. And I'm so lucky and happy that these two have given their permission to use uh, their music and their remixes as part of this GT Lounge set that we're putting together. Uh, So we're putting together tracks from them and also tracks that are freely available. Um, You might have heard about the Creative Commons license. So we have uh, remixes available under the a Creative Commons license that we're also going to put out. And of course, when we air them, we're going to have the Creative Commons logo on the screen. Uh, and another thing uh, that you will enjoy once we uh, put this together, um, we have cosplays of our mascot, Umemi, done by Kesha Cho Cosplay, and those were the ones done last year, last summer, I think. And uh, I think it really sets the mood for uh, a lot of these uh, remix tracks that we're going to air. So we are trying to, um, you know, tie some loose ends. Uh, that's a little terminology I use in my field of work. <laughs> tie a string, if you will. And uh, we're trying to um, wrap things up and figure out a date uh, on which we're going to do this. Um, this program will likely be going straight to YouTube. Um, we'll do it as a premiere. Um, and then we will list the tracks, um, and the credits in the video description 
once the show is over. We don't. We're not going to do it as the show airs um, because uh, we want people to. We don't want people to look in advance of the initial premiere. Um, so we're putting that together, um, and it's um, again, it's going to happen around sometime around my holiday time. So it's got, either going to happen later this month or possibly sometime in the second half of March. Um, once we have everything figured out, we will let you know and give you as much of a heads up as we can before the show airs. Um, but yes, uh, I am really looking forward to, as I said, uh, what will turn out being XAR's first music program since we went off the air as a radio station four years ago. Uh, Neff, your thoughts? I'm actually looking forward to this because, as you said, and in four, in four years, it's hardly, I can hardly parse that in my mind. It's been four <laughs> years since we played music as a, as a radio station. I'm just yeah. like, what? Yeah. You know, and it's like, because now as I'm watching more anime and I'm going, okay, this stuff, and then immediately my mind goes, this would be great for background. <laughs> oh, yeah. We can't do that anymore. No. Like Freyren especially, it has beautiful background music. If you mm-hmm. get a chance to li- to watch it, listen. Just listen. Ignore the dialogue and just listen to the background stuff. It's very, okay. very quiet, soothing, classical. It is beautiful. Oh. So, um... So yes, I will uh, keep you guys posted. Like I said, we have a few more things we have to take care of. But I want to point out, this GT Lounge program, the one we're planning now, would not have been possible without, uh, number one, uh, Creative Commons license, and number two, the permission of those two DJs I mentioned earlier. If we didn't have that, this this project would have been tanked. Uh, so I'm really grateful that we're able to do this um, for these reasons. Um, and we're of course doing this freely uh, of our own free will without making any money off of it whatsoever. Uh, just because, uh, it, you know, harkens back to the GT lounge that we used to air on XAR and just XAR in general, which we used to do, um, because we love to do it. That was, that was the only thing I, I, I took pride when I, when I filed my tax return and I uh, wrote down this year the hobby income that I received from doing this. <laughs> yeah, taxes. Ugh. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, um, it's nine o'clock. It's uh, as well as a side project, of course. Well, this whole thing is a side project if you if you want to think about it. <laughs> now the next side project will be, I think. Uh, if I can afford to in a few years, uh, maybe a new computer so I could actually uh, do Flight Simulator and stream on one computer at the same time. I think that's an ambitious goal. Don't you agree? <laughs> I would tend to agree, yes. I mean, it's like <laughs> me. I'm I'm finally getting the damage from the flood repaired tomorrow, supposedly. Oh, good, going, good. Okay, I hope my TV doesn't get damaged because would I like a new TV for the Super Bowl? Oops, I said the magic word. <laughs> we'll have to edit that out, and I owe you 20 bucks. <laughs> but uh, uh, no, but it's like big game, and it's like, yeah, I'd like a new TV for big game. There's no way I'm going to get one before the big game if, you know, they damage the TV tomorrow. So I was like, <laughs> Well, if you'd like to contribute uh, and become a supporter and help defray our expenses to the NFL, 
uh, you can do so again, uh, Spotify, Anchor, uh, Discord boosts, or subscribing through here on Twitch. Um, let's go now to the closing commentary right here. If you have any questions, concerns, compliments, or complaints about this podcast or anything you hear on Extreme Minor Radio, drop us a line at extrememinorradio at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. To do that, go to linktree.com forward slash anime radio. There you'll find links to our Facebook account, our X account, our Instagram account, our Discord server, our YouTube channel, and archive versions of this podcast, which are available at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio or your favorite podcasting platform. So, um, we'll probably have, uh, like I said, we'll have some more streams hopefully over the next couple of weeks. Uh, and also maybe one more podcast before we go on hiatus, but you'll keep you up to date with all the information uh, through the realms that Neff just mentioned. It is time for us to shuffle off this podcast. Uh, we hope you enjoy the big game. We hope you also enjoy Valentine's Day. I don't know if we're going to be on the air before that, but uh, we hope you enjoy this exciting week. And um, for uh, people like me, I also have to remember, not only do we have the big game, not only do we have Valentine's Day, uh, but if you're religious, Valentine's Day this year is also Ash Wednesday. Well, that's rather ironic. I mean, I personally refer to uh, to Valentine's Day as Singles Awareness Day, yeah. <laughs> aka sad. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> no, I I think I'll just you know stay buried. Although oddly enough, this year it hasn't been as obnoxious as it's been in previous years. Maybe mm. advertisers are understanding that. Yeah, we don't need you know Cupid shoved up our nose. Mm-hmm. All right. So. um so enjoy sad day, as Neff calls it, and uh, the rest of this exciting week. Um, we'll be scheduling more streams again in the weeks ahead, uh, in the two weeks we got up ahead from here. Uh, please follow us on our usual platforms for the uh, latest updates. So that'll do it. We thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. For Neff, I'm JR. Thank you again for watching and listening. And remember, keep on looking out for the Extreme Radio Twitch streams, and don't forget... Archive versions of this podcast are available at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio or your favorite podcasting platform. Good night, everybody. Good night. See you next time and go 49ers. <laughs> go, Mr. Rowland. <laughs>